3: Welcome to the program. In fact, this is a very special edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. Hi, I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And what we normally do here is devote this hour to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, whatever's on your heart and mind. Today, however, we're going to take the first half hour... And I'm um, going to introduce you to a special guest in a moment. And then the second half hour, we'll take some questions and phone calls, and we'd love to have them. All you have to do is dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can send them in via our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. You just have to hit one button, call now at the top of the screen, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Uh, Because it's Friday, we've got our... Friday night Bible study here at Calvary Chapel. We're going to be in Acts chapter, chapter 25 tonight. You can watch that live stream at calvaryessay.com. And, of course, everybody on Friday, we're already looking forward to getting ready for church. And I trust that you're doing the same thing. And what I want to encourage you to do, as I do every Friday, is to be the church. Don't just go to church, but be the church. Ask God to show you some divine appointments some people that really need to be prayed for or or need to be loved on. And be the man or be the woman that God can use. It will change your church experience exponentially, and you will be blessed abundantly. I told you this was a very special show today. It's our annual Joy of Jesus show. Now, many of you will remember that Joy of Jesus is our signature ministry here at Calvary Chapel. It is an outreach that we do here in town. Uh, this year, it's on Saturday, October the 27th. It's always the last Saturday of October. So, Saturday, October the 27th, from 11 till 3 at Travis Park downtown, there will be thousands and thousands of people there throughout the day. There's a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to talk about that we do, but we'd love to invite you. Uh, We're going to have a concert among some other things that are there, but there's all kinds of good stuff going on, and to um, talk about today, I've got my friend and my dear son, Pastor Juan Ortiz, uh, he has lots of titles here at Calvary Chapel, but but I just always refer to him as the Joy of Jesus guy, because he's in charge of making sure that it goes perfectly, no problems. How long have you been doing this, Juan?
4: Uh, I've been doing this for 10 years. And by the way, uh, hi, guys. Uh, it's uh, I miss you guys. It's been a year since I've been on the radio. I tell Pastor Juan, I said, I really don't like being on the radio. <laughs> and uh, anyway, but here I am. Uh, but yeah, I, I've been doing this for 10 years. Uh, every year, it seems like it just grows and grows and grows, and, and this year is no different at all. It's yeah, and, amazing.
3: And this isn't something that we set out to be a huge thing. We just wanted to be nice to people yeah. and spread the love and the joy of Jesus, And and this is our... What
4: twentieth twentieth joy of Jesus? My goodness! Uh, our first one was in nineteen. 19- you were young when I met. Oh yeah, when I was. Ju- I was just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our first one was in nineteen ninety eight, and that was uh, I wasn't even here. I, I got saved in two thousand, uh, but in nineteen ninety eight we had our first one at Universal City Park and uh i don't know maybe 30 40 people showed up and they were all for our church yeah. and no one i mean not even the, the neighborhood folk you know showed up uh and then from, you know then the, the year afterwards we went ahead and, and went downtown and it was just really small we had a, a few little ministries you know where where we uh you know we served the people uh there and um and again 20 years. Fast forward 20 years, and we have over well over 40 ministries that we, we you know that we have to, to serve the people of downtown San Antonio. It's just again, it's amazing. Um, it's so many talented talented people, uh, so many willing people to just give out of what they have. Everything that we have. Everything that we we get to the public uh, on the 27th of October uh, is, comes from pretty much us, uh, from the clothes that we have, to the food that we give, from the bicycles that we have, uh, from the, the health care that we give. Uh, you know, we have a team of doctors, our own doctors, Malta Medical Clinic, that are going to be there. We, we're going to have a pediatrician down there as well. Uh, and and again, as the Lord throughout the years, as the Lord began to uh, fill our little church up, uh, he, you know, He. He blessed us with really talented people, to people that were extremely generous, and uh, and I'm excited. I'm really excited about this Saturday to see how this body, this this small little body here at Universal City uh, is going to represent Jesus.
3: You know, Juan, it, uh, largely uh, this is a ministry to the homeless because mm-hmm. the, the, the the homeless population uh, hangs out downtown, yes. and uh, they already know we're coming. I oh, mean, yeah. they're, they're ready for us by the time they, we they, get there.
4: Yeah, they, they've locked us. In their calendar, and they, they can't wait. Yeah,
3: <laughs> they, they actually police themselves. Security is no problem because they get so much from it. But it's not exclusively a homeless. That,
4: population. That's exactly right. Um, obviously, the, the the large homeless population will benefit the most uh, out of what we do there. But there are people uh, there are people who live around the area. there will be there with their families. Uh, we have college age students that will be there. We have uh, business people. Uh, that work around that area they will be passing through and again throughout the years that I've uh, I've been uh, doing this and, and been a part of this uh, I've seen people from all walks of life coming through that that park and and ask, hey, what is this about you know
3: I always think of the letter that I got uh, some years ago from a man named scott who who thanked me um, you know I do less work on this than anybody else. <laughs> I show up and hug people and yeah. and and, and I, you guys do all the work, but uh, I got a letter from him thanking me, and it was a guy who the year before um, was out telling people that he was a nuclear physicist yeah. and and, you know you hear some stories that you really do you really do and uh, his name was Scott and he thanked me he said he said I want to thank you for the haircut that changed my life Mm -hmm. and he went on to explain that as he got his haircut uh, he was homeless living in Travis Park Uh, the Lord was really speaking to his heart as Jesus was being shared Um, he repented of his sin he Mm -hmm. gave his life to Jesus and it turns out he was writing me from a, an account, an email account, that was really from a nuclear physicist. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he got sober got a job and he 's been doing well now for years i 'd get a, an email just prior mm-hmm. to your of jesus every year now he's he 's doing he 's doing fine but but you never know
4: you really never know uh, who you 're going to meet down there in fact you know now that you said that it reminds of, of our own nuclear physicist that that comes to our church <laughs> uh, Ken Hansen uh, he 's our lead guitarist uh, in our Sunday worship team and he was one of those guys years and years ago uh, he was homeless I believe for uh, well over a decade. And I remember walking with him one year, and he he would point to a specific bench there at Travis Park. He goes, "This is where I used to sleep." <laughs> and, uh, and 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 if you see him now, you wouldn't think that that was even possible—that you know he, he would ever live like that. And uh, you know the Lord has just done some incredible things. Uh, yeah, in and
3: how life. long has he been playing lead guitar in our Sunday
4: worship? <laughs> well over a decade. Uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah,
3: probably probably closer to fifteen years. Yeah, <laughs> but but you see, that's one thing: you never know what God is going to do, and you never know who. You're going to meet. You meet some f- interesting people. You do, and you meet some people who think they're God. Yeah. You meet some people who think they're the devil. Mm-hmm. But there's always a few people that God's prepared their hearts. Yes, and they're really ready to change their lives, yeah. and that's what we try to do. One, would you talk about some of the things that we do? Um, we don't have time even mm-hmm. even given the whole hour. We don't sure. have time to. Um, uh, have a, a, a complete list sure. but, but why don't you spend just a couple of minutes and, and talk about some of the things that we do sure. it's all free everything we do at the church is free and we get nothing from
4: this exactly yeah, everything is absolutely free uh, We at the end of the uh, the event we give out bicycles uh, right now we have about 40 uh, maybe even 50 bicycles and these are pretty much brand new bicycles that we're going to raffle off we give blankets uh, we, we have um, uh, a masseuse there there, we'll give massage. You know, Connie Scar. She, she's been doing this for many, many years, and she's incredible.
3: And she got a team down there. Now. She really does. She
4: really does. And by the time she's done with it, you're going to be. It, it'll be. You'll be putty, uh, in her hands. And um, we have. Um, again, as I mentioned before, we have a medical a team of um, doctors and pediatricians there uh, that will be doing, you know, well checkups. Uh, we have. Um, my wife actually leads the the Makeover Ministry. That's where. She, you know, she has women come in and and she does facials and makeup, and uh, we'll have uh, also a team that will do their nails and pedicures, and uh, we'll give out free food, free haircuts, free haircuts. Uh, That's an amazing, amazing. It, it really is. It, it really is. Uh, you know, the line will be wrapped around that park because everyone wants a haircut, and, and as you've mentioned before, uh, pops, uh, you know, these some of these folks don't get a haircut until we get there. Yeah you know you know a lot of these homeless people you know they you know, that's their life. And and, um, and they know us again, and, and, and they, they can't wait to get their new clothes from us. They can't get, wait to get that haircut from us. And, and again, the, the, that haircut ministry is amazing. The moment you can see their lives transform right before the, your eyes, the moment uh, our hairstylists and, and our barbers begin to work on their hair and touch their face and their head, it just completely transforms them. You know, and as you mentioned uh, that that story uh, of the physicist, uh, you know, it just there's just something about the human touch that yeah. uh, really does incredible incredible things.
3: Yeah, you know, one we've seen that same dynamic at Malta Medical, and it, it'll happen in the park with our, our our nurses and our doctors who are there. Mm-hmm. J- just a the physical touch. Uh, we 've been collecting clothes, one of the things that we do for the medical ministry is we collect tube socks, new tube socks, yes. because so many of the of the the people out there have infections and things exactly, like that, yeah. so we treat those infections on the feet and and sometimes on the hands and cover them up with 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 bandages, but put tube socks over them and uh, it 's just amazing it, i, I don 't know what it is about the human touch, yeah, but as the Holy Spirit is ministering uh, there 's a whole bunch of people that get changed yeah. Uh,
4: you know, and, and, and uh, you know, again, the homeless population. You know, they don't often, uh, they don't often end up uh, getting showers and things like that. And you know, it, it, to some people, they might repulse them. You know, uh, but yet we go there, knowing that we are Jesus's hands, his feet, his mouth and when we get a hold of them uh, all of that just kind of goes away from us we we're there to do a job we're there to love on them and they see the genuineness of that and they just fall apart in our hands yeah you know they really do so uh, it's it's exciting to see that we also have a uh, porta parties we're going to have about 5 6 porta parties out there and, and it's not only for for us to use but also for a, anyone there to to use uh, and that's going to be uh, let me see what else we have. That, that's one of the longer lines. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, but but you know, a lot of times they they just go on the streets
3: and stuff. And, and so w- what we're doing is we're sh- just showing it. We're being respectful, exactly, and loving toward them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they'll stand in line all day to get food. Yeah, and and our people sit down and eat. Yes. Uh, we have f- six to eight hundred people out there from our church. Oh yeah, that get involved in serving. Exactly. And uh, so so it's 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 just a really neat thing to watch.
4: Yeah. It, it really is i'm I'm super, uh, I'm, I'm super excited i yeah, 'm super excited to see what the Lord is going to do. Um, you know uh, we have uh, free hamburgers, we'll have free sausage uh, wraps, uh, coffee ministry we 'll have pastries out there. and, and as you mentioned before it 's all for the sur- sole purpose of drawing near to these people and sharing Jesus with them. Uh, that's why we do what we do. We just want to show them um, how much the Lord loves them.
3: One, the cynic would say, "Well, so what do you get out of this?" Would you address that?
4: Yeah, um, just Jesus' smile upon us. That's really it. I mean, we're not uh, we're not trying to advance Calvary Chapel. We're not promoting our pastor, although we love him very much. We, we're not, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not trying to advance anything. I mean. We, we we don't get anyone from downtown coming to our church the, next Sunday. Um, maybe that's happened a couple of times uh, in actually, the past uh, twenty actually, years.
3: Actually, we've had a, co- a, a couple of times where people rode their new bike. Yeah,
4: that's exactly right. I from remember from
3: downtown to get <laughs> yeah. here just to say thank
4: you. Yeah, exactly. I remember that. But um, so yeah, so we don't get money from them. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's all because we just want to love on people and this is what god has commanded us to do to love on people to let them know how much he cares Uh, but ultimately you know we know we know what brings salvation to them and that's the gospel of jesus christ and that's one of the things that i do at the end of the event is i stand there and i give the gospel in english and in spanish and you know you're going to have people come come forward you know so um it's, it's exciting. I'm, you know, 20 years. And it's it's a huge milestone, but uh, I'm excited. One thing, I, and I can't I can't forget about this. But uh, this year we're going to have this is going to be the second year that we have a stage out there, and we're going to have uh, Jocelyn uh, Macassaria up there. Uh, she goes by obviously uh, if, for those of you that don't know. But Jocelyn Enriquez, she was a, a pretty big pop star. Um, about 15 years ago, she was in the music industry, and uh, she was um, uh, she was huge. She was a Filipino pop star that crossed over into the mainstream. And uh, in fact, you can she'll probably get embarrassed uh, when I say this, but you can go online and YouTube and YouTube her videos, empty music videos, and and see I mean, she she sang alongside with Beyonce and all the big stars that we hear about today. Uh, and the Lord pulled her out of there. And her and, and her husband, uh, Elaine, Pastor Elaine, are, are worship leaders. And they've been doing that for, I don't know, 15 years? I don't know. It's just well, they, a long they, time.
3: Twelve years. Twelve He's years. been a worship leader. Yeah. But, but, but it's an amazing thing to watch.
4: And after 15 years absence in the music industry, God has opened doors for her to do music again. Uh, this time, uh, you know, she says, it's all Jesus. And you know when you talk to her, she's humbled. She is um, humbled by by this opportunity. She'll she'll be on stage for the joy of Jesus spreading, uh, you know his love, and performing her Billboard song "Do You Miss Me?" and also her new single "To Love Again," and a few more. Uh, other songs yep. yeah so it, 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 it's Actually, exciting
3: uh, uh, Jocelyn Lane are right now in, in northern California yeah uh, it's it's the week that her new single uh, is um, a chance to love again is that what it's, called?
4: Uh, it's to love again to
3: love again mm-hmm. uh, her new single is just been released and so they're sort of on a publicity tour yeah. uh, in northern California to get that there's a huge Filipino yes uh, population mm-hmm. in northern California uh, and and she is an icon in the filipino community but but her crossover appeal goes there but so so she'll be doing a concert out there not for charge not it's just come and enjoy uh it's just really really a great day one of the reasons we wanted to have that we we tried it for the first time last year yes having a concert and we we just thought well you know we want unbelievers out there so let's let's do something that would give unbelievers a reason to come and uh last year was by far our biggest crowd yeah
4: it it really it really was you know and, and Johnson she had a, such a diff. in the beginning she had such a difficult time uh doing this because she figured you know that that door had been closed for her so long ago and uh but as the lord be, you know became uh, began to make things clear that he wanted her to step out in faith and just trust him uh you know the lord provided these opportunities to share uh the gospel with people and so for the past few years she's been going out to california mainly to california um performing but you know one of the things that she does and she tells us look if you want me to do these songs i'm going to choose the songs that i'm that i want to sing but also i'm going to share christ that's that's the condition and i love that about her because she understands now they both do pastor elaine and they understand why God has given them this opportunity, why God has gifted them so, so much. And so I'm excited about this this year. I'm excited for them for uh, all of us.
3: Let's take a few minutes and talk about the clothing that sure. we give, because that's a, a huge part, and, and we always need clothing. So, we do. So if anybody in the audience wants to donate clothing, mm-hmm. uh, you're more than welcome to it. You can drop it off at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio anytime. Uh, time. But, but talk about the clothing ministry, because the, 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 the clothing that we provide is literally a year or more's worth of clothing for most of the people.
4: Yeah, it, it's, uh, the clothing that we have is fairly new. Uh, either new or gently used, and this year we started just a, a little later than usual. And I, I really thought that we were going to have a um, we were going to have a difficult time accumulating the clothes. But let me tell you something: we have a storage a storage place, and I just went I just got back from that storage place, and it's. We have so much clothes. (laughs) And as you've always always said, we can fill a Walmart (laughs) with the amount of clothes that we have. So obviously, you know, we still have a little bit of time. So if you'd like to bring your your either new clothes or gently used clothes from jackets to to jeans, men's and women, um, you can bring your children's clothes, but we'd rather take in. Uh, men's and women's clothes just because uh, the population that we're going to be ministering to is, you know, uh, adults there. Uh, but yeah, it, shoes, jackets, backpacks, blankets, even blankets. Uh, if you like to uh, donate that, that'd be, you have some extra stuff that you're not using that you plan on giving to Goodwill. Hey, you stop on over and our church and drop it off. And uh, we would really appreciate that. But uh, yeah, it, it's, we have a mountain of clothes <laughs> that in fact, this Saturday, we're going to have to sort out, uh, so <laughs> I'm going to be working there all day Saturday. So well,
3: don't let me forget tonight. I'm going to announce a work yes. crew. Yes. <laughs> need for work crew tomorrow at the at the warehouse. Yeah. Um. Juan, tell tell the audience a little bit about you. What do you do here at Calvert Chapel of San Antonio?
4: Sure. So I've been coming to this church for about 18 years. Uh, my wife and I have been coming here for, for about 18 years. We have a—he's going to be 23-year-old son, and uh, she's going to be 21 very shortly. Uh, my son is—he's uh, working on his master's degree right now, and I got a daughter who's making more money than I than I.
3: <laughs> she doesn't work for me. That's you do.
4: right. <laughs> (laughs) um and and, um i've been a school teacher a spanish school teacher here for about 13 years Uh, i've also taught the bible here uh, bible here to the junior high and high school uh and again i've been doing that for about 13 years but um you know pretty much everything in between from from teaching school to to doing joy of jesus we've done joy of jesus all over the world really Mm -hmm. Uh, we've gone into mexico different states uh with this and uh different parts of the world you know obviously in a Smaller scale, but we've—that's uh, what I do but uh, you name it. I mean, there's just so many things that I do here. I don't have time to, to go down the list, you know, <laughs> no. whatever needs to get done, I do it. So
3: we're, we're, we're coming up pretty quickly on the end of the first half hour of the program, but I'm glad you mentioned uh, Mexico. It, it jogs my memory. You know, mm-hmm. yesterday's program uh, was a pre-recorded program because Paula uh, is with the group of, mm-hmm. of 16, uh, 15 ladies and one security. We sent one <laughs> man that we sent with them, but uh, yep. I, You and the audience, I appreciate your prayers. They're doing a a women's retreat in Reynosa where we planted a church Mm -hmm. about 12 years ago. Uh, just talked to her about an hour before we went on the air today. And they're doing great, and the Lord is moving. Um, um, so she just she just asked for prayer. Uh, she'll be back um, Saturday afternoon, so she'll be back. We'll be able to, to hear all the stories about what yeah. the Lord is doing. But it's always neat. And, you know, the great thing, one, about this trip is we've got uh, some younger women mm-hmm. who are going All the way to ninety-one years of age. Yes. Kuka is. Oh yeah. Kuka has
4: been with us for many years.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So just, just a neat thing. So please keep her in your prayers. Uh, One with regard to Joy of Jesus. Give us some details: dates, times, location, all that.
4: Sure. Um, So this is going to happen October the twenty-seventh, from eleven o'clock to three o'clock. Now. Uh, the setup team is going to be there at 7 o'clock. From 7 to 5, obviously, we need time to break down. So we're going to be there all day. So if you'd like to stop by, and again, this is at Travis Park downtown. Uh, if you'd like to stop by and help out you know, to set up or even to help out to break down uh, uh, the event, uh, we'd really appreciate that. Um, but, but come, enjoy. And even if you want to stop by for a few minutes and, and see what we're all about, you're going to be blown away. You really are going to be blown away. And then when you find out, and then if you happen to show up to church the next day, you're going to think to yourself, and this happened from this little church here in the corner? (laughs) Uh, So a lot of people are really astounded when they show up, uh, just out of curiosity, they show up to church the next day, you know, to church, and they find out that it's from this little church that all of that happened. Uh, so, you know, our church is
3: probably around 1,200 adults, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll have 800 or so of our people out there yeah. wearing T-shirts that'll identify them as people going to Calvary Chapel. And and when when you first get there, you'll look and say, Well, I, this is just one church. Yeah. Must be a huge church. Yeah. It's just us. And, yeah. And w- what would what should they expect when they come at 11 o'clock? It'll be people just starting to show up. And then they'll take a ten-minute break, or sit in a line somewhere. And then there'll be thousands of people.
4: Yes, it, it, it's just a, a matter, a matter of minutes. The moment the uh, the line opens up for for food, uh, everything will just begin to ramp up. You know, haircuts, and and uh, we have people sewing and mending clothes. Uh, it's it just it's just going to be incredible. You, yeah. you you can't miss it.
3: You have a blast. Saturday, October the twenty seventh, at Travis Park from eleven o'clock until three o'clock. Um, you will be blown away and what a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Well we'll take phone calls and some questions. I'll give Pastor Juan all the really hard ones in the next half hour. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. We will be back on the other side of the break. See you in two. Welcome back to the second half of the program. The phone lines are open and we can take some questions. Uh, again, because the program yesterday was pre-recorded, there's a couple of things that I want to deal with, questions that were sent in. Um, uh, Paula will answer um, some of them uh, when she gets back, but um, um, just don't want to keep you waiting. Our first one came from uh, our mobile app uh, from somebody who identifies as waiting wife. Um, it says hi miss paul i've heard parts of your testimony before your hubby got saved and on the right path with the lord mine is that he is a believer but he's abandoned me to the point of divorce and another woman i'm called to stand in the gap for our marriage and it's wearisome do you have any suggestions for fresh ways to pray for him in this season bible passages to help renew me or just wisdom Uh, i'm listening to the program but can't call up this time Uh, waiting wife i'm going to keep this question for paula when she comes back, and by the way, next week we'll have pre-recorded programs as well because Paula and I are going to be in California. We've got some business to take care of out there, but we will be back the following week. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll give this to Paula. Uh, I wanted I wanted to 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 read your question. Uh, I want you to know that we got it. Uh, we're praying for you. But one of the things, uh, and this is what I would be saying to your husband if he was talking to me. I'd be saying, what makes you think you're a believer? When you say that he's a believer, but he's abandoned you to the point of divorce and another woman, that's not the way believers live. Now, I understand people go to church and understand they, they make a profession of faith in Christ, but this is the kind of thing. In fact, in my study this Sunday, um, Jesus asked the question, why do you call me Lord and do not do what I tell you to do? So, pray that he would get saved. That's the most important thing, and if you say, well, but he is saved, well, then pray that he would act saved, because this is not the behavior of a man who really, really is walking with the Lord, for sure, and and more to the point, uh, it's not the behavior for a man who knows the Lord. So, uh, Waiting Wife, I'll get uh, Paula back on this. I'm sure she's going to have some suggestion um, and some encouragement for you. Um, it's not Bible passages, although the Word of God always helps. The one thing I want you to, to, to really focus on is just being with Jesus. Just being with Jesus. You can only stand in the gap so far. He has to make the choices, and he has to make the right choices. If he doesn't, there's nothing at all that you can do. I also had somebody who wrote in and said, I was looking for your teaching on your website, Uh, In the book of Psalms, um, uh, uh, my teaching in the Psalms is not on our website uh, or on our app and the reason is because I taught it so long ago um, that we didn't even have recording capabilities back then so uh, it wasn't something that we had um, that that, uh, I was able to record Uh, we can't even transfer it to to digital so uh, it's just there, I've I've taught it Uh, I've got some notes from the Psalms but we do not have uh, the ability to do this okay, let me see what our next question is uh, Patricia wants to know what is meant by taking communion in an unworthy manner. Juan, why don't you take that one?
4: Sure.
2: Um,
4: the first thing that we I, I think that comes to mind is uh, when the, the first thing that comes to mind whenever I hear, uh, especially you know, we we here we do communion once a month, uh, the first Sunday of every month, and every time. I, t- I every time I get ready to take communion, I get this image in my mind of what Jesus went through, and and it just emblazed in, in my mind and in my heart. And so, he he died for me. He was. Uh, tortured for me. The Bible says, it makes it clear, that you could recognize his face to be a human being. Uh, He was completely destroyed. And then he carried the cross, his cross to Calvary. And there they stripped him naked. And they continued to mock him and make fun of him. And then he died. And he did that for me. And so whenever I Uh, whenever I come to the table in communion, that's the image that I have. And I know that he did that for my sins. And so as I'm preparing my heart for communion, um, i got to get right with God at that moment. I was like, Lord, like David would say, like David said before, he says, search me and see if there's any wicked way in me. And... You know, there are times where, where I, I really have to work hard at the Lord, just just focusing on, on my heart, my own heart, because I want to make sure that when I come to the table of communion, remembering what he did for me, that I'm not taking this lightly. He gave everything for me. And for me to come and just take it as a passing thing, as something that I just do because I'm a Christian or because, you know, uh, something that uh, we, we do here at Calvary, uh, not only that 's disrespectful, but th- that 's really dangerous too yeah. and that 's what the the Corinthians were actually um, that w- 's what was going on with them. Some of these people were getting drunk, some of these people were uh, had issues and that they, they weren 't bringing to the Lord while they were having communion and Paul made it really clear to them look you 're in a dangerous place in fact, some of you guys there 's some of you guys that actually passed away died because of how you treat uh the lord's supper and so to me it's a it's a special time it it really is a a special time because uh, again i have this image of him of what he went through but then i also have this image of me coming out completely clean (laughs) you know completely just a baby clean you know uh and so i i really work hard at focusing like David said, "Lord, search my heart and see if there's anything in me. I work hard at having the Lord search my heart because I don't want to come. I want. To, I don't want to be flippant about this time that I'm spending with the Lord. You
3: know." Yeah, I, I think another word is arrogant. And one, sure. I think, I think a lot of us as Christians, we come and we get so used to taking communion that it's, it's just something we do, we do it mechanically. Yeah. And certainly that's to take it with an ungrateful heart, sure. which is to partake in an unworthy manner. But additionally, uh, open and willful sin. You yeah. know, there are Christians who are, are living together, people that aren't married and they're living together in a sexual relationship, and they'll think nothing of, of, of partaking of the elements in church because they're so used to their sin. So for you, Patricia, I would say that, that in addition to what Pastor Juan just talked about, Um, anything that you're unwilling to surrender to the Lord any sin that is unrepented of um, partaking with an ungrateful heart that's what is meant by taking communion in an unworthy manner if if there's no other time in your life that you're really grateful to God and I mean moved emotionally Uh, I I do communion three times on Sundays when Mm -hmm. we do it and, and it moves me emotionally every time. Yeah. Um, it, it, it needs to be something that's that's burned in all of our hearts so that we understand the honor and the privilege that we have of coming to the table. On a, on a related point, here sure. at, at, at our church, Juan, you know that we have kids
4: help serve oh, yeah. communion elements. <laughs> Grown in servanthood. Oh, I just love that. Yeah. You know, that was, uh, the Lord put that, Uh, put this little ministry in my heart uh i don't know maybe 15 16 17 years ago where i I would have the uh the kids uh part you know partake in uh adult ministry and obviously you know they can't they can't teach the bible you know that sort of thing uh but we we had them cleaning the bathrooms we had them wiping down um the glass windows and, and and also Doing communion, passing out the communion elements, and uh, and as you mentioned, every Sunday, uh, or every communion, you have a, a team of little little guys running around, <laughs> passing out the communions, you know, passing out communion elements. Uh, it, it just so so neat to see them, you know. Just you know, they. they they do what they can, and they, they understand what they can, but you can, say, you can tell that they're, they're really focused on what, what's happening. Jesus
3: yeah. said, Suffer not the little children to <laughs> yeah. come unto me. And, and uh, he meant it, and, yeah. and it's such a privilege to be able to say, um, Jesus, here are the children who are, who are being raised. Yeah. You know, something that I just saw of this growing in servanthood ministry, mm-hmm. which has all kinds of different little yeah. facets to it, um, but we 've been seeing lately a lot of the fruit from that, yeah, you know we have whole worship teams of those kids who yeah. are now young men and women, um, just on Wednesday night, we had a brother and a sister, yeah singing worship uh, <laughs> yeah. with Elaine and Jocelyn gone. Yeah. Uh, they were singing worship, they were involved in that. These kids they graduate from school here or they 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 go away to college when they come back, they just come right in and pick up where they left yeah. off.
4: You know, it's funny you mention that because immediately my mind goes to Chris Sanchez. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Chris Sanchez has been here for his whole life. Yeah, his whole life. And, you know, he was part of growing in servanthood. And then he went, you know, after high school, he went over to Bible college. He came back. And now he's our, you know, our junior high, soon enough pastor, (laughs) you know, and he's teaching them. He's a great Bible teacher, uh, and it's really amazing. You know, he he was one of of my kids, you know. Uh, He was one of my kids, and now he's a co-laborer. Yeah. And it's just incredible just to see that happening, you know.
3: And, you know, one of the things, we, we've got like a, a mini revival going on yeah. among our junior, junior high high, kids. Yeah. And that's so wonderful to see because these are the kids, you know, that are going through the change of life. And yeah. they're, they're encountering things that we can't possibly understand uh, from, from the perspective of when we were going, growing up. And And yet God has really gotten a hold of these kids' heart. And we are literally past standing room only. Uh, for Wednesday nights and Friday nights, Monday nights, and of course, uh, in church on sunday
4: i remember I remember being their age, and I did not i mean I had no desire for the things of God obviously i wasn 't saved, but these kids their, their fervor their desire their excitement for god 's word is parallel to none i I just i've never seen anything like it and and again chris sanchez is at the head of this thing (laughs) it's just incredible (laughs) it really is
3: 340-9585 if you have any calls or questions for either pastor Juan or for me Uh, here's a question from nathaniel he wants to know what exactly will people be judged for at the great white throne what if people are sincere but they're just wrong um, let me take the first shot at that one, uh, Nathaniel. We're going to be judged for our lives. There's a book of life. Is it a literal book? I don't think they're going to need papers and binding in heaven. But but our life is going to be laid bare before God. Our life is going to be laid bare before us, and we're going to be judged. And there's only one standard. What did you do? Or what did Jesus do? And if we are sincere, but sincerely wrong, then we're going to stand before God and we're going to be judged for our sins. And the only acceptable way to go to heaven is to be perfect, since Jesus is the only one who was, we have to believe in Him. So we're going to be judged for our sins. Those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior are going to be judged on the basis of his life. Those who refuse Jesus' offer of grace are going to be judged for the things they did, and that's not a thing. Every knee will bow, Paul writes, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And if they are wrong, um, then they're going to pay an eternal price. Nathaniel, they're going to be judged and sent... Um, to what we now know as the lake of fire, a place that was created for the devil and his angels one, you have always been really involved in evangelism here at the church. And I think that's the message that we really have to communicate to everybody that, that you know, if you believe in a God mm-hmm. or even if you think you're a God and you wanna you want to <laughs> be a little G God in your own life, you better be on solid ground. Yeah. If you're wrong, there is an eternal price to pay.
4: That's exactly right. You know, you you said, um, uh, and I was actually while you were speaking, I I, I thought about that that verse too in Philippians chapter two. Uh, A lot of people think that they're going to have a a chance to uh, to make their case before God, you know, and the only thing that they're going to do is confess that Jesus Christ is Lord now, is the one in
3: that, now in the, in, the, in the purest sense of that word it means to agree with God exactly so when the book is laid open They're, and you find out you're guilty you'll have nothing to do but agree with him
4: exactly you're just gonna agree that that's it and uh, and that's what we're going to bring um, on October 27th uh, to joy Jesus you know obviously we're gonna love on people we're going to close them. we're gonna feed them we're gonna take care of them for those short hours But ultimately, what saves them is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, um, there's only one God. Uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that's the message that we bring. It's only through Jesus Christ. Uh, faith in what he has done and faith that he has given us but when what he has done uh... will bring salvation to us
3: well, I often get questions here like the second part of this one um, wh- what about the sincere muslim who who just was raised in another culture or the jehovah's witness who thinks they're serving god or the mormon um, wh- how do you deal with that on the streets when you're talking with people uh, I,
4: again you know i have to be really careful uh, I do. Um, most people, when they, especially if they approach you regarding, um, you know, Jesus, uh, they really just want to argue. And we're going to see a lot of that in Joy Jesus. You know, pe- you know you, 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 we're going to see some of that in Joy Jesus. And, you know, they want to argue with you. And you said this before. I said, look, if they, they stop listening, you stop talking. But then there are some who actually have honest, honest questions and they want to know. Um, and the truth is that God has made it clear in his word he's first of all he's the only one that rose from the dead (laughs) you know and and that's really it i mean that's really what it boils down to Uh, jesus said i'm going to die and on the third day i'm going to be alive and no other g god lowercase g again no other person has ever said that and only Jesus did, and so you know, there's really not a whole lot you, you you can say to that person. Yeah, even as
3: Christians, we've got to decide if, if Jesus is who He claims He is. Exactly, we have to make the choice to believe him. Yeah, and and so often people just don't want to stop sinning. We'll we we'll run into that Jew of Jesus, yeah. and people, the difference in the people in the park and the people sometimes in the church is the people in the park will be honest enough to tell you look I just don't want to stop doing drugs exactly. or I don't want to stop exactly. uh, doing what I'm doing yeah. and um, Jesus demands that we all come to him we can come the way we are but we can't stay the way we are and our purpose in the park on Saturday in October, is to introduce people to Jesus. That's exactly Because it's not Calvary Chapel that can save. It's not our program that can save. It's just Jesus.
4: Exactly. And and that's every every different ministry that we have there is geared towards that. That's our objective. We want to get close to people and smile and, and speak with them, but ultimately to give them that message. That's it. That's the bottom. We just want them to, we want to see them in heaven with us. You know, you you asked the question uh, earlier in the the first half of the the show, what do we get from this? And I told you there's really nothing. The only thing we want is that smile that, that, that we know the Lord has in his face when, when we're down there, um, you know, hanging out with, with his people.
3: So one, I I say on this program and uh, people that come to Calvary Chapel hear it. Virtually every, Bible study mm-hmm. um, but but the answer is to be with Jesus just be with Jesus and Jesus will be there with his sleeves rolled up he'll be there um, working beside us, imparting his power and imparting uh, his his willingness to forgive sins uh, he'll be right there with us and it makes what we do down there really really
4: fun it really does uh, you know the and because of that the everyone there will know that we are his disciples you know jesus says you know the world will know that we are his disciples uh by the love that we have for one another and it's not, you know it's it's amazing and throughout the years i've had people come up to me and says i don't know again this is just one church and is <laughs> it, and, and is everyone like is everyone really has sold into this you know and uh yeah it, it's just amazing um, just the love that we have for for one another, the joy that that we share, and the excitement that we express there, is is a magnet to the people around around that area. And, and, again, it, it gives us opportunities. May, it, we'll have so many opportunities just to share Jesus with people.
3: Okay. 340-9585. We've still got a little bit of time for some questions. Uh, or toll-free, kslr Here's a question that just came into our email inbox from Drew. It says, Pastor on the verse about the narrow gate has always bothered me when it comes to the various translations. The NIV simply says that the gate is small and narrow, is the way that leads to life. The ESV says the gate is narrow and the way is hard, while the NLT says the gate is very narrow and the road is difficult. My question is, why do two of the most popular translations tell those who want to follow Christ that their life will be difficult and hard? Life is hard enough as it is, and no one in their right mind would want to choose a way of life that makes it more difficult and harder. Why did the translators uh, uh, use these words when the King James and the... King James doesn't, verses 13 and 14 in NIV are plainly stated without the use of hard or difficult. Your thoughts, please. Uh, and then he sends a P.S. One. God bless the upcoming joy of Jesus. I'd like to order this year's T-shirt if possible to mail. <laughs> so but make a note of that. We'll yeah. get, Drew, we will get you a, a, uh, a note. A couple of things about the, the when, when Jesus says the way is hard, it's not hard in the sense that that it's going to be difficult that we're going into a life of, of difficulty. It's hard to find because it's small. It's like looking for a needle in a haystack. The world around us, Drew, tells people, and this is the exact context of this passage, is, oh, no, you can serve God on your own terms, you can do what you want, and that's the road that's wide and well-traveled, the road that everybody seems to find. The narrow road is hard to find by definition because there's only one way so in all of the translations regardless of the words that they use in all of the translations Drew, that's what it means it means it's hard to find because there's only one way I, I tell our people Juan, around here that there's a whole bunch of streets in San Antonio named after Jesus they got one way signs <laughs> on them and so uh, we'll do that let's go to line one and talk with Julie in San Antonio Julie thanks for calling you're on the air hi Pastor Ron
2: this is Julie from church
3: Oh, hi, Julie. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine.
2: Okay. Um, I just wanted to um, uh, talk about Joy of Jesus and the haircutting ministry um, and just encourage people, if there are Christians out there who'd like to serve with us, uh, we really need hairdressers to come help us cut hair and how awesome it would be if people would volunteer to do that.
3: Julie, how long have you been doing it?
2: Uh, I don't even know how long. It's <laughs>
3: how long have we
2: been doing joy of Jesus.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, Julie, this I is, is, I'm glad. To to I, yeah, I'm grateful that you called, but this is, is literally a ministry that changed your life, hasn't it?
2: It sure has. It sure has. Um, when I started serving the Lord and um, using my gifts and talents for Him, is really when He started really. Pouring out blessings on me in my business and personally um, in every way, and then to just to get to serve people—it's it's humbling and it's um, just a huge blessing to be able to serve people. Um, there's not very many ministries where you actually get to touch people, and we we get to touch people, and they're they're very blessed. <laughs>
3: Thank you, Julie. I don't know if you were listening earlier in the week when I talked about your your Scotland trip and the bus that almost ran you over, (laughs) but (laughs) that was this week.
2: I'll never live it down.
3: (laughs) God bless you, Julie. Thank you very, very much.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
3: Love, you, Love too. you too. God bless. You know, one we, we 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 want people to, to to serve the Lord. Sure. So if you're a licensed hairdresser, um, I know giving up Saturday your busy day, but uh, as Julie would tell you, that there are more people that I mean, the Lord just he never refuses to pay a debt. I mean, he he will bless you abundantly. We want Christians. We sure. don't want unbelievers serving. Um, but we want christians there because we want the gospel being shared sure and and it is it is the most intimate of all of our ministries
4: it really is uh, as she'd mentioned before and as i mentioned before uh, it just that touch uh it it melts people heart away uh they're you know they just fall apart and and they they completely transform right before your eyes uh the line wraps around the block uh you will have many many folks standing along with the folks that are that are uh, waiting to get haircuts and just sharing with them and loving on them uh but yeah if you would like to be part of this. Uh, we, we'd love to have you. If you'd like to uh, cut hair, uh, whether you're a barber or a hairstylist, or uh, yeah, we, we'd love to have you there. Just show up on a Saturday, and, and we'll, we'll do it. And,
3: and uh, another another thought here: if you're a, a police officer and a Christian, we'd love to have you out. We've got to uh, we provide security. It's a neat thing. Juan, thanks for coming on the oh, program sure. today. My pleasure. Thank October twenty seventh, Travis Park, our. 20th. 20th. believe Jesus. that? Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. You've been listening to The Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll see you next time. God bless.
1: Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Harbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com.